Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professor Hotes, thank you for coming back on the program. And you have been, you're, you and your group have been involved in, in, in coronavirus vaccine development for some time. Yeah, that's right. We actually were doing it before it was fashionable. So we've had a coronavirus vaccine program now for about the um, last decade, developing vaccines for, remember, SARS in 2003 that hit Toronto and then MERS in 2012 and now COVID-19. So we've got uh, quite a wealth of experience on what it means to develop uh, coronavirus vaccines. So where would you be, where would uh, you and your medical team be as far as developing a vaccine for this particular virus, COVID-19? And uh, is is it a haphazard approach that's taking place to vaccine development around the world? Well, I wouldn't say it's a haphazard. I think it's it's part responding to this terrible urgency because people desperately want a COVID-19 vaccine as a way to fight this pandemic. And the, and the reason you need a vaccine is because this is, one, such a highly uh, infectious agent, very transmissible from person to person, reason number one. Reason number two, you've got this problem everyone's been hearing about now that you've got people walking around with very few symptoms or even no symptoms who are transmitting the virus. So the you know, in the end, the only real way to stop this is if you could vaccinate the whole population to halt transmission. What is your assessment of President Trump's determination to get the U.S. economy going again as quickly as he believes it can be done and to persuade the governors um, to individually get going as far as that's concerned with their individual states and which is starting to happen? What's your what's your thinking on that? Well, you know, Shakespeare uh, once wrote, rightness is all. And uh, by that, uh, in this context, it means I understand the urgency of opening the economy, and I'm fully supportive of that. The question is when to best do it. You certainly don't want to do it as uh, cases are piling up in the hospital or in intensive care units. So there's still a very uh, aggressive, uh, terrible epidemic going on in New York and New Jersey You're really not in a position to do that there. Down here in Texas, where uh, we got ahead of the curve in the sense that we saw what was happening in New York and shut it down early before the virus hit here in appreciable numbers. Our numbers are much lower, so maybe we can open the economy sooner. But even even here in Texas, it's probably too soon to do that. So uh, I totally get it. We want to get the... Uh, amount of transmission, number of cases down to a very low level, though, before you start considering it. And the reason is because uh, we're going to need to also build in time to do all of the testing that's needed. Imagine now people are starting to go back to work and you're worried if your coworkers are infected or not, even though they're not showing symptoms. And the only way to get around that is to start testing everybody in the workplace. And then if somebody's positive to trace their contacts and get all those people isolated for a period before uh, their illness goes away. And that's very labor intensive and it's going to take time to scale up. It does sound like it's going to be one uh, very long and very uh, difficult process to, uh, to, to develop. I want to go back to something that you mentioned too. Well, the other, the other problem too is, you know, we're not, getting a lot of guidance from the federal government in terms of uh, how you actually operationalize it. I mean, there's been a high-level guidance document put out by the Centers for Disease Control and FEMA without 
statute without maybe sufficient detail. So then, you know, it's being kind of punted to the states, and then the states are looking at this, and they don't always have the horsepower to know how to manage it. So they're kicking the can down the road to the cities. So it's uh, it, there's a bit of confusion now about how we move forward. I just want more question for you, and let me go back to something that you said to us last week. I've been thinking about this, and that has to do with the time it takes to develop a vaccine. You said last weekend that three to five years is usually the period from uh, the time that it all begins to the rollout of the vaccine, but it can take much longer, up to 25 years. What's the record time? Because we're still talking 12 to 18 months. That's what people have hung their hopes on. What's the record time for developing a, a vaccine from start to rollout? Actually, you got the numbers right, but the other way around. So um, the actual the usual time is 10 to 25 years to develop a vaccine. So we have vaccines now in clinical trials. We've started developing in the early 2000s. That's the reality. The record is, uh, according to my colleagues, around four to five years. So we did that with Ebola, maybe, and that's because of the great work going on uh, at Public Health Canada in Winnipeg. You had an amazing group there that... Um, really did the heavy lifting for doing the early phase development. And then uh, the technology ultimately got licensed to Merck and Company. Uh, and that was about, I think it was around five years, but your guys in Winnipeg would know more about that. And then uh, I think the mumps vaccine may be the record around four years. Uh, so now we're going to do it in 10 to a year to 18 months. Well, we're going to try. I mean, we're our group's in the lab day and night, and I'm waking up at 4 in the morning on teleconferences and also trying to raise the money for it to get it into clinical trials at the same time. But uh, okay. we're going to try, but, but it would be uh, a to pull it off. Professor Hotez, thank you for the time each weekend. We really appreciate you taking time for us. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.